welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion. And I am Peter, and you guys, making his triumphant return is writer of the Karate Kid, the Daniel LaRusso saga, and also the Karate Kid, the musical, Robert Mark Kamen. How are you doing, sir? I am doing well. Okay, let's get into this. Um, recently, news came out uh, about the, the, uh, the, the musical, and one thing I didn't know was like the book of the, the musical. Drew Gasparini explained that that's basically kind of like the script. So, when did you um, talk to Drew? Well, I interviewed him the first time about two years ago. But right. recently I reached out just to get some updates. And he goes, you should probably talk to Robert, you know, because some of the questions I was asking, he said that you would be better to answer. Yeah, because he's like music. <laughs> right. Sometimes I have to say, Drew, you have to read the book. <laughs> to write the song you can't just you know it's not but he's focused on the music he's really focused yeah he seems to be uh, to really be uh, focused right now so uh, can you talk about like the book and kind of your approach to um I, I don't know if you were trying to um uh, update the, the the credit kid script um just talk about any of those changes possibly nope the the changes have to do with the physicality of theater and Drew's music. In other words, with musical theater, you have the capacity to do a couple of things. One, you use the stage uh, for physical movement and for intimacy that you don't have with the film. The camera takes care of all that stuff, um, but on the stage, Live theater is dynamic. It's just dynamic that way without the artifice of sound, editing, everything else. What you basically have is music and the stage. And how you use the stage um, is unique unto itself. Um, and so I had to take scenes and reorient them for stage. The other thing is you have song. So somebody who can't express an inner emotion or you need dialogue to express it can now sing it. And with all the orchestration and with everything else, as we know, music emotion affects you emotionally. So you have the emotional intellectual uh, effect of lyrics where a person sings about what they're feeling and you have the enhancement of music to that where it carries you along emotionally. And so I have to adapt uh, scenes to those two things. And it, and it was great. It was fun. I love doing it. Now, um, I, is Freddie Fernandez, is he, uh, does he have a bigger role in the musical than he did in the yeah, movie? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He has a song. He has, he has a song and a half, actually. And he's he has... Uh, Freddie Fernandez had one scene in the movie. Two scenes. One at the beach, where he does nothing. And one at the apartment, where he just introduces himself. Here, he introduces himself. But we also find out that he's striving to go to Stanford. He's applying for college. And then at the scene of the country club, before Daniel comes into the country club, uh, you know, where he gets the spaghetti all over him in the movie, 
and and Freddie is at the country club because he works there, right? Oh. And and he has just gotten into Stanford, and Daniel comes to the country club looking for Allie. He's gonna he's supposed to meet her there, and Freddie says that he's so excited with all the kitchen workers. They're all the all the other people working there. And Daniel said, what's going on? And he has this thing. He said, I got into Stanford. And he has a big song called Dream, uh, Dreams Come True. You know, and it's fantastic. And, and I tortured Drew for about a year to write. He wrote 12. If you get to speak to him again, say, Robert said he treated you very poorly to write one of the best songs in the musical. Which one was that? And he'll say, Dreams Come True. And he did torture me. And, to, and the song is fantastic. And the dance routines are fantastic. And it's great. And so in the movie, we just have Daniel going into the kitchen to look through the thing. And we don't know how he got there or what he's doing. But here, Freddie works there. Freddie takes him to the back. He said, come see what your girl's like, you know, doing this, doing that. And he has a big song before it. So Freddie has a big, a big part. You know, he has four or five more scenes than he did in the movie. But uh, the kid who played Freddie has made kind of a, a semi-career selling swag online, selling the making bacon shirt. Fantastic. That's just like Izzy. Izzy's doing that too. Who is Izzy? Uh, Israel Warbe, who played the yes, original. It, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he played Freddie. That's what he's doing. No, this kid playing Freddie in the musical didn't do that because we've been swapping out Freddie's. But... Um, but Israel has made like this career online selling shit. And who is he? He, he was <laughs> the same thing with the Cobras. That um, uh, What's his name? I think he was Bobby in the in the Cobras. Uh, Ron he, Thomas. He, yeah, he's made a fucking career out of being Bobby. Motivational and, speaker, too. What's that? And he's I a motivational you. speaker. And. You know, he's he's a really nice guy. It's a really good guy. But to watch this, you would think that they had something to do with this movie. They were, you know, they were the Cobras. I gave them names. They, I didn't have to give them names. I, they were just going to be Cobra one, two, three, four, and five. I just gave them names and they had one, one line each or two lines each. And that was it. And, 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 uh, with Cobra Kai, um, uh, the guys revived them. They gave them scenes. They gave them, this is the genius of Cobra Kai and also the, you know, the perniciousness of what they, how they just basically just steal shit, you know, and, and take it and, um, and use it to their great advantage. I mean, the, the Cobras, they were nobody. Now, now Rob had a whole scene. He had this great scene and all of a sudden he's being interviewed they did a thing. I think it was called on, on Miyagi. They came up here and they interviewed me and I watched the documentary and there's Rob Thomas talking about the shoot of the film and this and how they, you know, they did this. And, and I was there and I'm saying, oh, my God, you guys were just basically stuck over there with Pat Johnson. He taught you some moves and, you know, and you had two lines and and you're holding forth about the shoot. You were only in look. Billy Zapka was in five scenes in the movie, five. 
And yet he became the face of a bully, of teenage bully for a whole generation. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's the nicest guy in the world. The last person, you know, he should have been a leading man. He should have. He absolutely. Was, he was the bully. Uh, I, I I sent you a clip. Did you get a chance to watch the uh, when I spoke with Ralph and Billy briefly uh, last month? I don't think I saw it. What's no, it on? It's fine. It's uh, it, I sent it in the first email when when I reached out. It's oh, I might um, have I might have seen it, but I you know I'm it, oh it's, yeah, it's it, it was real brief. Yeah, I um I, I interviewed Ralph and Billy at the red carpet, and then I asked for a quick picture. And after that, I expected them to walk off, but Billy took a moment to just. You know, thank me for being there. And we, you know, I was there from they're the beginning. Both, they're both in their own way, great, really great guys. But Billy, you know, Billy is, he, he, you know, if he wasn't an actor, he would like be a blue collar worker. He has that, his attitude, he has a great attitude, amazing attitude. And Ralph too, but Ralph comes from a whole different place, you know. I want to Ralph see a, uh, um, Billy did direct a documentary um, a little over 10 years ago. I, I'd like to see him do more, you know. Um, he's talented. Yeah. He's a talented yeah. guy, but he's, he's, a, he's a really good guy. All these, all these people, you know, Marty Cove is in, in his own weird way is a really good guy. I just yeah. spoke with him recently. Uh, you know about his podcast with his uh, twins? I know all about his podcast. I've heard this. You see, these, this is the thing like, you know, he's creased from the Karate Kid. He made a he's made a career out of it. You know, he and Billy go around the country signing autographs at Comic Cons and things shit like this. And and but he's made a career out of it. Now he has a podcast and makes a fortune on it, probably. Yeah, I, I would love to see you on that one day. It, it, I, uh, I enjoy it very much. <laughs> is it funny? I like it. You know, they, they talk about uh, psychology and the characters and things like that. And they have some um, pretty great guests as well. And um, I saw a picture recently that in, a, in, in the future here that we'll be seeing Sean Kane and uh, join them as well. So I wrote Karate Kid 3 because they offered me a lot of money. Honestly, I didn't want to do it. I want to do something else. I wanted to make it a, a flying people movie, a 70s Hong Kong flying people movie. And the studio wouldn't do it. And they just kept offering me money because I had the magic sauce for Miyagi. I mean, for whatever reason, I can write Mr. Miyagi. You write him well. You write him very well. well yeah. Speaking of Miyagi, in the musical, we did see that uh, there's a name change uh, to, to Shojin um, Miyagi. Can you speak on that? Yeah, it was always Chojin Miyagi. My, the founder of my style of karate, of Goju Karate, was Miyagi Chojin. And I never named him. I think it might have been in the first script, but nobody ever asked Mr. Miyagi's first name. His first name is Mr. You know, nobody ever says Miyagi Chojin or Chojin Miyagi. And, and I don't know who gave him the name Nariyoshi. I think it was Pat. Hmm. I think it was Pat. I think I'm not even sure. I asked Ralph recently and he said, I don't know. It just showed up on the gravestone in Cobra Kai. And I said, where the Ralph, where the fuck did this come from? He said, I don't know. You have to ask Josh. He was in charge of it. So I'm, I'm, I got to get a hold of Josh and say, Josh, where does this come from? And then he, these guys know the karate kid so well. They know it way better than I do that. I'm sure Josh will say, no, in Karate Kid 2, 
when he comes, uh, Yukie says, uh, Nariyoshi. And that was his name. And I said, so why didn't you check with me? Plus, the birth date is wrong. It means he was 15 years old when he was fighting in the 442nd. Oh, yeah, we didn't think of that. Now we have to figure out how do we get from that gravestone? Because you know that nerds like you are going to pick up on all the minutia. And when we find out Mr. Miyagi is 12 years old in 1925 and not born in 1925, you know, they're going to say, what about this? What about that? And we have to think up reasons for it now. And where did you get that? I don't know. We were just counting forward and we needed something. So we did that. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I, in, you know, it sounds like we do need some uh, clarification, but what I understood was that there was um, something in the first movie that translated to Nariyoshi and that's where they got that from. So I, I could, I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong too. The same thing in the dojo. They, uh, the, the Cobra Kai dojo, not the Cobra Kai dojo, the dojo back in Okinawa, they have Miyagi Chojin's picture in the dojo along with Seiko Higa. And, and it's like, guys, you have to check with me for this stuff. Because in the in the movie, they're just drawings of two ancient Chinese guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited at the idea of that. Um, I, I mentioned to you in the email, you know, the Miyagi character meant so much to me. And I did a bit of a deep dive based on his awards, his medals that he wore in the first movie. I know. I, I saw that. Oh, you watched it? What did you yeah. think? I, I was like... Who does this stuff? <laughs> like, this is the height of it. But but it was super interesting to me. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, it's the first time I've ever done anything like that. So I it was, was a I was, deep dive. Yeah, yeah. So what the and, combat ribbons mean, I had no idea what they were. Somebody just stuck them on his his uh, jacket. Yeah, we have a great Miyagi for the the musical yeah it, it, anything you can um uh share that can be shared I, I know i'm sure there's some things that they don't want out there yet uh he's great he's he a, a, nobody will ever be mr miyagi like pat was right but what pat had is humor and warmth and that's what made his miyagi so great giovanni sai C, Johnny C. It's spelled S Y. S Y. Yeah. Yeah. He has the same thing. He is. You want to hang out with this guy. You want to be there with him. He is, and he's interpreting his own Miyagi, because he's funny, and he's warm. He's very embracing and warm, and can sing. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's wonderful. I mean, he's really a wonderful Miyagi. Um, is there uh, any big change? Well, I, I guess if they're big, they're probably something that you, you want people to kind of wait and see. Uh, what, what can we expect in terms of the differences between the, um, the musical and the movie? Well, it pretty much well, like I the said, story. They're, they're singing and it's on a stage. Um, but the yellow car is still there. The the birthday scene when it's not a birthday scene anymore. It's uh, he just gives him the gift of the ghee saying you graduated. And, and Daniel says, but I just learned how to punch. And he said, Daniel son punch 
is, you know, I told you many times, punches for emergency only, karate for defense only, punches for emergency only. And um, it's just more intimate. And there's some wonderful, wonderful stuff in it. Um, the drunk scene ends with um, his wife, Kyoko. Uh, I gave, finally gave her a name. Um, it's my mother-in-law's name. Um, uh, my late mother-in-law, she passed last year or two years ago. Anyway, she was Kyoko. And there's a scene where she sings after Daniel is reading the telegrams about the baby dying and she sings and she comes out from behind the curtain and she's in a traditional antique Okinawan kimono. And she sings to Miyagi, who's laying there unconscious and drunk and embraces him. She envelops him like like the Mother Mary embracing Jesus in the Pietà. Yeah. And it is, you just, it, it, you just, it just takes your fucking breath away. Yeah. So that you can do in a musical. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> I weep a little bit just at the thought of that, actually. Oh, wait till you see this. It, it, <laughs> it's a showstopper. Oh, boy. And then, yeah. she, and then she turns, she embraces him and she's singing. And so you, and Daniel is watching, watching it. And you, you don't know if he's watching it or not. And don't cry. <laughs> it's beautiful. And then at the end, at the end of it, she embraces Miyagi. She finishes the song. She stands up and she looks at Daniel's son and she bows to him. <sighs> I mean, look, we've seen it a dozen times and we're sitting there the other day and watching this. And you looked around at the producer and the set designer and the, and the, everybody, you know, the associate director, assistant director, and everybody's just like, Yeah. See, you can do that with stage. You can do it with stage, and it's it's great. And the uh, the uh, the whole scene where with the shower curtain, Drew wrote, a, wrote Drew wrote a beautiful song. Say we don't need a slow song, and it's all about and all the kids are dancing with each other around them. And it's Allie and Daniel singing about they don't need a slow song to have a relationship. You don't need a slow song to touch each other. You know? And he's in the curtain and they're separate. And then at the end, they come together and then Johnny finds them. And then the chase happens and it's all done with moving, moving panels where they run in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And, and he picks Daniel up and goes inside. That's amazing. If you have no idea how amazing it is. Oh, wow. You have no idea. This thing is going to, I mean, it's not your grandmother's karate kid. I'll tell you that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's so, you know, so astounding. So astounding. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, in a few weeks at the time of this recording, you know, it will uh, finally premiere. Uh, my co-host, Brianna, she will be there on opening night, uh, front row center. Really? Yeah, so she she buy, uh, buy a ticket. 
She did, yeah. So she'll be flying down. This is wait. Uh, if, wait I'm telling you, she's going to call you up and freak out. Oh yeah, she. Wait, you see this will. thing? This thing is, it's phenomenal. I, and I'm not saying that because I'm trying to push it. I would be the first one to say, "Oh God, they made a movie out of the Karate Kid. There goes my legacy. They made a musical out of. There goes my legacy. This thing is fantastic." It is so much fun. It is so warm. This all the heart that was in the first film is in this film, plus Drew Gasparini's songs. Right. Uh, what about the dancing? You you kind of brought it up a little bit. Um, what do you think of of its look? Uh, you know, it's I imagine it's pretty modern. Really modern. It looks like nothing because these choreographers, uh, Keone and Mari Madrid, because they come. Not from, from kin- Broadway. From the Kinjas, right? Kinjas, like the, the dance group? Yeah. Well, I don't know what they call themselves. They gave me a jacket. <laughs> it says Kinja on the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's their dance group. I, I'm, I'm familiar with them. They, they've uh, competed uh, in dance competitions. <laughs> Have you seen their videos? They're uh, I've seen, uh, yeah, on their Instagrams. I've seen some. <clears throat> They're incredible. They come from street dancing in San Diego. You know, it's like they went and found a bunch of kids dancing on cardboard and they said, come on, we're going to give you technique. And you should see these guys dance. I just took them out the other night, all the dancers. And we went and had uh, Vietnamese food. And one of the, their assistant choreographer, Ving, is Vietnamese. Yeah. Yeah. And and he ordered all the, he ordered all the food and stuff. And I said, oh, you speak Vietnamese? He said, no, not so much. (laughs) But, but, the movement is different from anything you've seen on Broadway. It doesn't, it's not in that Bob Fosse, Jerome Robbins, all, all the movement on Broadway looks like that. This stuff looks like nothing you've seen before. Now the, the fight choreographer, that's uh, Sakura. She. Yeah. Sakura son. Yeah. Can you, can you talk about her? Yeah. Uh, I told her what Kata I wanted them to do and she implemented it. She's great. I mean, have you seen her videos? I've seen some of it on, on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. She's a little, little thing. Um, it, she's fantastic. And I said, you know, I want them to do San, uh, Seuch and Kata and I wanted to bun down this way. And she just implemented it. And the, and a lot of the fight stuff, uh, Keone and Mari and being put together and, and uh, according to Goju principles for Daniel and Miyagi and uh, a mix of, you know, Taekwondo and Shotgun and all this stuff, you know, hard stuff for the Cobras. And I sent uh, Jake uh, Bentley. Who plays Johnny. Who plays Johnny, who is a great Johnny. Yeah. He is a great Johnny. Uh, I sent him to be with a woman in New York, Catherine Yang, who is a... She has an MBA from, I think, Harvard or Stanford and decided to be a Taekwondo instructor instead. And I sent him to train with her and he's been training with her. And now his stuff looks great. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like they're really putting in the work. So, yeah, really excited. Um, uh, I don't know how much more time you had. Um, I have time. I'm, okay. Know, I just have to yeah. go do, do my own martial art routine. This morning. Sure. sure. Um, with uh, season five approaching, obviously we won't get into spoilers, but uh, we're seeing the return of um, 
uh, of some leg- uh, legacy characters. Uh, I just wanted to kind of pick your brain on the character of uh, Chosen Taguchi. And, you know, like, how did you decide to come up with that character? Uh, what you had in mind versus how Yuji uh, portrayed him in the second movie? Oh, well, he was, Yuji was a little over the top. But, <laughs> but that was John Abelson. John always wants his villains over the top. <laughs> um, he was great. Yuji's great. And he's great in he's great in season five. He was great in season three. Three. Yeah, he was great. He's he's just he's just great, you know, and um, and he comes to America and he, he has a big, and he has a big role because he's great. And Thomas is great. Thomas yeah. is really friggin great. He was so good in season four. So scary. He's, he's so scary. And he's so good in this. Now, um, the the character of um, Mike Barnes from part three, you know, we heard all, all types of stories where Martin Cove was supposed to be the big bad. Then you wrote Terry Silver. Uh, yeah, because and- Marty went off and thought he was going to be a television star and he took a series which went nowhere. Yeah. And, and I had to write Terry Silver. Now, my brother's so- name is Terry. So, oh. yeah, everybody, oh, okay. everybody in the thing is, except for Mike Barnes, everybody in the Karate Kid is named after either a niece or a nephew or one of my daughters. Well, what about Chosen? Uh, Chosen and like Yuki A. Uh, well, Yuki A, wasn't that uh, Pat's uh, first wife? Yeah, no, Yuki A was his girlfriend. She never married. She was supposed to marry Sato, right. Sato Tsuguchi. She was supposed to marry him. But she Miyagi leaves Okinawa rather than fight Sato because of Yukie. Oh, wow. So, so you're saying Sato's last name is Taguchi, because I think that was always one of the biggest questions, you know, 30 plus years. We always assumed that Sato was like his last name because like Miyagi, Miyagi and Sato. We just assumed Sato was the last name. So, OK, very interesting. Um, it the, could be. It could be. But I think okay. it's his first name. But anyway, yeah, Miyagi's first name is Mr. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of stuff will come clear when we we're, we're just working all this stuff out now. But um, the reason Miyagi leaves Okinawa and goes to Hawaii, and he only mentions it in passing about meeting Kyoko, who we never gave a name to. Now we, she has a name and is and he says, and damn good cane cutter, too. Right. Right. Well, now we have a whole backstory to that and it's it's going to become a front story. Um, All this stuff is going to be explained and all the stuff that the guys kind of did that doesn't track is now going to track. It's all going to track. Fantastic. Um, Oh, it is. It's a lot of fun because the four of us sit in the room and they know more about the films than I do. I mean, they know the minutia. Like in uh, season three, when Daniel goes to Okinawa and uh, they messed up the name of the village, completely messed up the name of the village and everything else. And we have to fix all this stuff. He has the little girl who Dan- who Daniel rescues in the storm. She's the one that is the regional director of the car company. Right. Yeah. 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 And so I'm like, wait, she didn't have a name. And, and we put that scene in because we needed Daniel to do something heroic. So I said, oh, there's a hurricane. And we just did it. And we did it that day. You know, we just thought of it. And then three days later, we shot it. And who remembers this girl? Well, the guys remembered her. 
Oh, and, sure. they, and they know the minutia of this stuff. They know, you know, they, they said to me, remember that, that when Miyagi walks in the village and there's a guy playing a samisen and uh, an Okinawan, little Okinawan instrument. And, and, and now, um, and he says, oh, he's been here. When I left, he's still here playing the instrument. You don't even remember. Uh, uh, Ichiro. Ichiro. Well, Ichiro is the name of my, uh, one of the, my seniors in my dojo. Ichiro oh, Naito, you know, and, and Toguchi was the name of um, Miyagi Chojin's, one of his five senior students who founded the Shorikan where I was training. Mm. His name was uh, Toguchi Seikichi. And so Toguchi comes from there. And now we have to explain how uh, Chojin comes from, uh, uh, Chosen comes from, uh, the Sato lineage and what that meant. And where did Sato learn his karate? Well, they both learned from Miyagi's father. And, you know, there's all this stuff that will be really explained. It's a whole world, but the guys know it way better than I do. I don't remember this stuff. You know, I make it up. I forget about it. Right. They know every little beat, every little thing. You know, it's like, oh, God, okay. And that's what we love about it, you know, because we grew up with these movies and they do so such a great job at like, just dropping these little Easter eggs that we kind of remember. I know. Yeah. yeah. I know. And I don't remember them. And they have to remind me. I mean, when they and when when I watch the well, I watch the you know, we I binge watch the whole thing when they have it. And I'm on the phone with them the whole time. I say, you guys are shameless. You guys are just, you know, where did you get this stuff? And they say, don't you remember? And she was in the tree and I'm saying, and the telephone ball, and I'm saying, oh my God. And you made a whole thing of this. And this is how you connect the car company. Yeah. Why not? We can do anything. <laughs> yeah, no. It, yeah, absolutely. I, I remember uh, before season three came out, Ralph and Billy in, in, in the cast, they were at San Diego comic-con and, and Ralph revealed that the Russo would be returning to Okinawa. And then we just kind of sat, sat around like, what could possibly bring him back to Okinawa? And my right. thought was like, well, he saved that little girl from the second movie. What if she kept in touch and invited him to her wedding? So I wasn't too far off. And so, um, yeah, us fans. We, we really, you know what? Your explanation would have been much better than the whole car thing. I just like, I couldn't believe that. Well, it makes sense. You know, he needs somebody to, to help him with Doyona, you know, so. How? But how serendipitous that she happens to be the regional director. I right. mean, where does that come? And they get away with it. I said, this well, is this makes no sense. It would have made it, much more sense if she invited him to her wedding. But he needed a conflict. Right. And this is what they got. You know, anyway, just some bullshit. No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of interviews with you out there. So, you know, I, I think. No, there, there are some. My daughter says I should never do interviews because I say stuff I shouldn't say. <laughs> well, there's definitely some things here that I'm going to have to kind of hold off uh, putting out. So but that's that's fine. Um, so, uh, yeah, as, as we get ready to wrap up and, you know, have you start your day, uh, anything else that you can um, kind of just tease about the musical uh, as, as we get ready for that premiere? It's. Uh, um, it's a revelation to me how good it is and how much fun it is and how there are going to be, I don't think there's anybody who hasn't either seen or heard about the Karate Kid now because of Cobra Kai and because the film is such an iconic film. 
they're going to be people who come into the musical with expectations that are going to just be blown away about how close it is to it and how far it's taken it. And yet it's the core of Karate Kid is there. The story is there. The characters are there. The emotions are there. But, you know, Lucille has a much expanded part in this. She has two, three songs. She's wonderful. Anyway, the the musical is a huge enhancement and such a pleasure to watch and to hear. And people are going to come away. I think I think my residuals from the film is going to go way up because I think people are going to start renting the film like crazy and watching it. But people are going to come away with this with a deeper feeling for the Karate Kid, if you can imagine that. It's just, I wish that it could, the musical could reach the millions and millions and millions of people. It will on tour once they have companies put together. I wish what we're seeing could reach people because it would, um, it would just expand their, their love of this film. Yeah. Just, just the, the way Cobra Kai does. Yeah. The way Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai is a great advertisement for the musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. There are kids who watch Cobra Kai who don't know about the Karate Kid. Right. Right. And, yep. and, uh, and they're going to, um, and, and their parents, they watch Cobra Kai and their parents say, you know, there was this film. Oh, there was. And then they watch the film and, you know, there they are doing the crane kick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way the, 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 the series starts off in that first season. Yeah. So I'm going to be there. So who's coming? Just Brianna? Brianna. And there's going to be some of our listeners um, as well. But uh, I think some, some people are still kind of working on logistics and, and flying down there. But Brianna already purchased a ticket and all that stuff. So have them find me. Cause I'll be there. I mean, you know, I'll be standing there and uh, Billy and Ralph are coming and I think Marty's coming and I screwed up with Elizabeth that she has to go someplace else, but she's going to come to the opening on Broadway. So, you know, but you know, Ralph and Billy will go anywhere. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, they'll, they'll sign autographs at Cobra Com- uh, comic con and, 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 but they'll be there. And, uh, and like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm really uh, excited for that. All right, for me, you can find me on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod and also on Instagram, Cobra Kai Companion, Companion spelled with a K. Check out the website for most of our interviews and hope to update that soon. Uh, thanks, as always, for supporting our little show that could, and we'll see you guys next time. Haven't you done enough, princess?